This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Monday morning. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses at the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for June 13th, episode 2952, brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Glenn, I just did something to the show notes and all like kind of got crazy. So let me see if I can control Z. (laughs) <laughs> Control Z. Oh, there it goes. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was wondering why I can't read my show notes anymore. <laughs> my bad. My bad, yo. Didn't mean to. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Glenn is <clears throat> sick again. Oh, I, my God. I, I got rid of this COVID last week. I tested negative twice and everything. Then right after I saw Tom Cruise yesterday... I got sick again. <gasps> Tom Cruise gave you COVID? Apparently. And then I tested positive again today. I didn't even know that was possible. We talked to my doctor friend. And he said, yeah, reinf- reinfections can happen, and you can be contagious all over again. Uh, and with your luck, that's exactly what happened. And I was like, <laughs> I think you need to me. probably not use the CVS rapid tests and <laughs> actually go somewhere and get a proper test as opposed to one you paid $1.98 for. <laughs> These were free, actually. They're the ones the government sent out. So, I was glad yeah, exactly. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> They're free from the but government. But I am sick wow. again, which is the worst part of the whole thing. Is I don't want to be sick again. So, uh, anyway, a um, couple, couple sad things this morning, other than me being sick again for the eight hundredth time than last year, uh, is that uh, we t- we talked about Hope Hand, the head of the Para. Association last week. We did a little tribute to her, Charlotte and I put together. And I did, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, her daughter did play it for her. Uh, I think I said that to you. And uh, the daughter and the family said they all cried listening to it, and they were very happy. Well, Hope died the day after her birthday, so she died, I think, on Friday. So she passed away on Friday, and, uh, you know, we all loved Hope, and she's been on this show many, 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 many times over the years, and really brought Para to where it is today. So uh, just our best to uh, to the whole family, and uh, we love you, Hope. Also, Baxter Black died, who, you know, is, God, there's a cowboy and a poet and somebody that everybody in the Western world knows for sure. He's kind of a legend. We did an interview with him a couple of years ago, Tara, when she was doing the Western show, and I did the interview. And we'll replay that a little bit later for you. <clears throat> but he was uh, he was an interesting guy and a, and a fun guy. It was a fun interview when I listened back to it. So a couple of you have requested that because you remembered it. So we will play that for you. And then you brought one up this morning that I didn't know about. 
Yeah, Brian Bausch, who was a Road to the Horse competitor, trainer in Arizona, also passed away in a car accident. So uh, thoughts and, and prayers go out to his family and his connections. And he he was a very, very, like he was like, um, he was a horse trainer, but also a cowboy who was a, he did like a lot of cowboy church and stuff like that. So his wife posted that he didn't suffer and that he's now with, you know, with God. So we just, just. A tough weekend in the horse world for people. So we're going to try to do something else to entertain you guys and, and not talk about that. Although Glenn does have something that has been fairly irritating to a lot of you, and we're really sorry. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, there's a strange chirping sound on this show, which Jennifer and I cannot hear. I'm going to send it over to Jamie today. We believe you. We believe it's there. It, we had this issue once before, what, maybe a year or two ago? And I don't know what we did to fix it. Because I can't even hear it. So I don't know if it's at a wavelength I can't hear because I'm going deaf or what it is. Uh, but a lot of you have heard, hear it and, and thought it was your car, apparently. A lot of people listened in the car chirp, and they thought chirp, it was chirp. their cars. Chirp, apparently, chirp, chirp. it sounds like, you know, when a chair squeaks, except I stand up to do the show. And we kind of determined it must be on my end because it happened on an episode where you weren't there. Oh, there you go. It's not my fault. <laughs> so not this my time, fault. It's, we've had problems with your equipment in the past, and it has been your fault. But apparently, this time it's not. But we cannot, we can't figure it out either. And then, so they we're said, doing something different today, though. We're coming at you for, through a streamyard as opposed to Skype. So uh, let us know if it still happens, because then it's definitely your equipment and not Skype. So yeah, we just posted. have to. We we have to. This is the hardest thing to nail down, and it doesn't happen all the time. Apparently, there were none in Friday's show. Well, we didn't do anything different on Friday. We used the same equipment we use the same system we, chirp, chirp. we've done this three thousand times we don't change much so i don't know we'll find out uh let us know let me know if you hear it today the reason it wasn't on friday's show is because we did so much talk and the gods of belmont were with us glenn <laughs> no they weren't they weren't with me they were with you <laughs> they were with me let's be honest uh so the belmont happened over the weekend and i would just like to say uh, I think one horse that you chose actually made it in the money. You chose Skippy Longstocking, yes. I think, to come in third. I and did. Yes, yes, Skippy Longstocking did come in third. Which is However, the one I thought would not come in at all. <laughs> I know. You just like the name. Uh, Mo Donegal and Nest in the one-two spot. So whoop, whoop. what happened to Rich Strike? Rich Strike ended up sixth. I think uh, he just didn't quite didn't quite fire. He was I, uh, uh, like he came out like last, didn't he? he? Was in last place, and then I think he finished six out of seven or eight. I can't yeah. remember. But I would I'd like to point out that on the way to the gates, the pony he has to be led by a pony rider, and the jockey had an outside ring yes, trait the whole time. <laughs> we noticed that too. I thought of you. <laughs> Thank God. Use your outside rain, people. If in doubt, outside rain. <laughs> Jockey was pulling that head to the right really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was not letting it go either. It's not no. going to go through that again. And I was surprised that the Outrider didn't have a suit of armor on, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he did not dress like a knight. Well, we're going to talk a little bit today about uh, uh, training horses. And I had a mare ultrasounded and everybody wants to hear a little bit about the follow-up of that because I have a mare who came for training that slams her hips into the fences and squeals and kicks. And so I ended up doing a reproduction exam on her. I didn't. I paid somebody to do that. And then uh, we're going to hear the interview with Baxter Black and some first world equestrian problems. And I've got a really fun, exciting 
Uh, Not so much Daily Winnie for you. And I have a Glenn-centric. No, I have a Horse Husband-centric Auditor Post Show for you. It's the things us horse husbands, uh, us husbands, and especially horse husbands, have to put up with. You're welcome. In the Post Show. So You're we'll welcome. be talking about You're what lucky. a nightmare you all are. <laughs> You're lucky to have You think so. Happy We call our superfans auditors, and we have a bunch of auditor birthdays today. Mary Calkins, Lisa Keeley, uh, Stephanie Elizabeth, and Lindsay Pierce. Also, increasing their pledge last week was Patty Otto. Didn't you say she was your neighbor? She is my neighbor, and she's my friend, and she's awesome. Yeah, well, thank you, Patty, for increasing your pledge. If you want to become an auditor and be part of the auditor room on Facebook and all the extras that we do, the extra content we do for auditors like the post show here, go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner in the upper right-hand corner of the page. For as little as $3 a month, you too can join the Cool Kids Club. So we've discussed the fact that I don't sleep very well. And I've hit this age, Glenn, where all of a sudden in the middle of the night, I'm very hot. Let's not go into that any further, but I'm hot in the middle of the night. You mean so sweaty I'm, hot? Like like yeah. sweaty hot. Yeah, yeah like, like not attractive. There's nothing attractive <laughs> about this. <laughs> so I, I wanted to make my bedroom a little more like fancy. And so about six months ago, I bought a summer comforter off of uh, Wayfair, I think. Mistake. What is it? So, what is it about us? I do this too. What is it about us that every once in a while we decide we want to be like the fancy people, but we always fail? Uh, it was... <laughs> so I buy this comforter, but it's still winter. And so I didn't want to put it on the bed yet. So I've left it in the box. So I also went out over the weekend and I was like, I'm going to buy some of these. I've heard about these cooling sheets. Like you put them on the bed. They're supposed to keep you cool. So I bought cooling sheets and Chad was out of town. So I was like, he's going to come home. We're going to have like a brand new sheets on the bed, cooling sheets and this super beautiful comforter. <laughs> I'm going to redo the, you know, the show pillows. It's going to be amazing. So he, he's gone. I put, I put the cooling sheets on and I pull them out of the container and I'm like, wow, these feel like sandpaper. There's no thread count on cooling sheets. They're just, that's what they're called. And I'm like, these are not very they're not very comfortable. I was expecting something satiny, you know. Yeah, like silk. <laughs> but I, I bring the bed sheet out now. The the comforter on the uh, on the computer when I looked at it to buy it, it looked like it was like kind of silky satiny, and it's like got some little like rouging in it, and it's blue and it's reversible, and it looked really really pretty. And there's like some beautiful pillows, with, like chevron kind of. De- de- decorations on them and I pull it out of the box. Now I ordered it six months ago. Say no way I get to return this piece of garbage. I mean, it is a comforter made of sandpaper. Like it- it's not satin. It's like, I don't know what it is. I don't, it's, it's like you, you sit on it and you get scratched. Like it's awful. So I've got these terrible, uncomfortable cooling sheets and this brand new comforter, it looks pretty, I guess. You walk in and Chad's like, wow, that's really nice. So I'm like, well, let's sleep. I, I, I lay down and it is not cooling at all. And I went to sleep 
And for the past three nights, Glenn, I have slept the sleep of angels. Angels, Glenn. Really? In an uncomfortable uncomfortable sheets to sleep. Horrible sheets, (laughs) horrible comforter. And do you know what I've realized? Do you know why I slept so good? It's because it was clean. I really probably should change my sheets more often. <laughs> that is what I have learned here is that basically I, I bought new pillows. You know, so like everything is new. Everything is clean and I'm sleeping really well. And I've realized it has nothing to do with the bedding. It's the fact that I've probably been sleeping in filth. The sheets before this had horses on them. Okay. Like I need to probably grow up. Change my sheets every three or four. How often do you change your sheets? We, on we your wash bed? them every Saturday. Really, that was a really quick answer. Well, we do. We okay. also, well, that's what we've done that since we got married. Oh my god, I've got to get a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I don't even want to ask how often you did yours. I was like, I don't remember <laughs> the last time I did this. Is it me? Does everybody do it every Saturday? I mean, let's be fair. If my mom was listening, you know you taught me nothing about taking care of a house or a, a self or anything like that. I knew how to. I learned how to brush my teeth. That is the only thing my parents taught me oh, about self care. Post show so much better today. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say that for at least another day or so, I'm going to continue to sleep well. And when my sleep starts going down the hill, I've now learned I need to clean up a little bit. I can't stand dirty sheets, so that's why we do it. Uh, Jennifer would probably be more like you, but I, I just... I didn't know they were dirty. I just <laughs> I just had to buy... You know what? I'm just going to have to buy new like sheets crisp, every seven days. I do like, you know, in the old days when they used to... At hotels, when they used to change your beds every day or, you know, do them every day. I used to like that because they were all crisp and clean. I don't like it because they tuck them in and I can't get my beat down like George Costanza. <laughs> Don't talk. Hey, uh, let's get off of that sexy topic. Um, but I would it'd be interesting to know how often horse women do wash their sheets. I do. I want to know. I'm going to ask in the auditor room. Do you do? But I want y'all to be honest. And if you've got dogs, I want you to wash them every other day. I just, every other day. We don't have dogs in the bed. Yeah, we never did. There's none of that. I wouldn't allow the dog. I'd never allowed the dogs in the bed. No, my husband drew the line. Like, I, I, when, when we, when we first got together, my dog Brett slept in the bed. Duh. She just, she, uh, the problem is, sorry. You got dog hair in the pillow and dog hair in your mouth all night. Ugh. Anyway, hey, give you an update. A couple of you, <laughs> a couple of you have asked about trailer shopping. I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that we're thinking about trading two trailers in on one trailer, and uh, we bought the Murhow we talked about. Uh, which Murhow's a, I don't even know how you say it. It's M-E-R-H-O-W. I don't even know how you're supposed to say it's it. It's Murhow. Murhow, yeah. I, uh, apparently they're made in Michigan someplace. But um, they're supposed to be a medium quality trailer from what I saw. Uh, it, we had also looked at Shadows and it's just, they scared me. So we went away from that. And this is a used one, but it was only used like a year. They didn't use it much. <laughs> the horse compartment doesn't look like it ever had a horse in it. So it's a three horse, actually two horse. We'll have to take one of the participants out to fit... Uh, Nigel, who doesn't fit in slant loads. So uh, he'll have two stalls, and then Scooter will have his one stall. But it's a three-horse with living quarters, and I had him install electric in the back, so when we're using it as a camper on road trips to visit you guys, we can use the entire back, then take the petitions out and use it as an office and a studio. Did you get an air conditioning vent Yes, yes. And then uh, (laughs) electric, uh, all of that stuff. So, yeah, we're we're good there. So, yeah, we'll be able to use it on on road trips. So when we come out to see you in August, I guess we'll be in that. 
So that's uh, we're going to have to learn how to drive a gooseneck all over again. It's been a while since I drove a gooseneck. Oh, it's so much easier. Yeah, that's what everybody says. And I remember we used to drive John Nunn's when we worked for a bit of Britain. We used to drive his 40-foot box, big box goosenecks to haul all of the uh, stuff to Rolex and stuff. So, I mean, we've driven them before, but uh, it's been a while. I also saw Top Gun yesterday. and Oh! To- I doubt. It was interesting to see it after I heard Chad's review. By the way, if you want to hear Chad's review about Top Gun, it was a couple of weeks ago. Or Chad, of course, being my husband, who's a retired fighter, fighter pilot. pilot. Yeah. So I know he was a different service, but, you know, it's all about the same. They're all basically his <laughs> his thing. Yeah. So my uncle is was a captain in the Navy and then Chad was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. And the the battle continues to rage and he's like just so you know those f-18s they flew pull seven g's but the f-16 pulls nine (laughs) (laughs) i thought about it what he said because what he said in his review you asked him can you really do all that stuff because a lot of it looked like it was made up from the movies right because it was kind of extreme and uh he said oh yeah yeah, we could do that stuff. And I yeah. uh, that's all I could think about the whole time I was watching yeah. this going, oh, my God, they really do that? <laughs> so. It made me so stressed out. And he doesn't even do it anymore. <laughs> I know. I know. And I knew the parts that you said you burst into tears. I, I figured out which parts they were. Yeah. We won't give it away. But I, I, that was pretty obvious. Um, and um, thank God, because we had watched the first one the day before, because it's been a long time. So we watched the first one. The pacing on that was so slow. Movies back then used to be paced so slow. And, and then there's just that gross oh, the 20, shadow the, kissing. Oh, that whole thing was like 20 minutes. That whole we're going to flirt and then, then have sex thing was like 20 minutes. We fast forwarded through the whole thing. <laughs> So. I, I, we love Lucas watching. And I fast forwarded it, and I was like, "I'm still fast forwarding. It's still going." <laughs> I know that's what I said, and it was like I was so glad in this this new one that they didn't. They had a, just a small portion of that. So, not barely, barely, barely. Yeah. It was not anything like the first one. I thought they did a good job this time with it, but it was an excellent movie. It was great. It was one of those popcorn movies. And can I just tell you one other thing, and then we'll we'll get to talking about horses. I promise. Um, so the one other thing was. The movie theater was freaking packed. Yeah. There was a ton of people there. More than I've seen it. We've been to movie a couple times, but nothing like that. I and think Top Gun's going to get credited with reopening theaters. I, I said on the way out, I said, no, not Tom, Tom Cruise is yeah. going to be credited with saving the theater industry. I believe it. Uh, uh, just And th- they were going to see, apparently not getting such good reviews as Jurassic Park's new one. Um that's not getting good. It has 18 on the tomato meter. So Yeah, my friend went and saw it, and she was like, that was terrible. Yeah, apparently, but every, there were a ton of people seeing it. So, yeah, I think Tom Cruise, thank you for uh, saving movies. Uh, yeah, so good job. Good job, Tom. Now, uh, there was a little bit of discussion on the fact that in Top Gun, Tom Cruise is called Maverick, but his name is Pete something. And and so what happens is everybody gets a call sign when you are a part of a fighter squadron. And there was a lot of people asking if my husband had had a call sign. And yes, of course, he had a call sign. And everybody's call sign usually means something. Like we have a friend and his name is Bill. I mean, his name is not Bill, but his call sign is Bill. And if you ask Bill... If you ask anybody why he got named Bill, it's because his wife is very tall. 
boobs eye level. Oh, I, I couldn't figure that out. <laughs> Thanks for explaining that. <laughs> yeah. And, and then we have a friend named Possum. And why is his name Possum? Because he was out at a bar and there was a bouncer named Max. And Possum got so drunk that he puked on Surly and they called him Surly Max. P. O-S-M, possum, puked on Surly Max because he projectile vomited on this guy. Like you said, they all have names. They all have meanings behind the name. From what I'm telling, the, most of the meanings came from the bar. Usually, <laughs> they have a lot to do with that. That or they'll make fun of their last name. Like, Chad could go, we could go through a list of all. And then all of the, like, young punk pilot, they call them punks, pilots that come up, they have the name F-N-G. Which is stands for um, something we can't say here. Fighter pilot, freaking new guy. (laughs) (laughs) So they're all FNG. So so yeah. So Chad's call sign was uh, is skate. Okay, not his last call sign. I met him with that call sign he had for the last ten years. He had a couple before, like Wick, because Chadwick, like silly things like that. But he's skate stuck and. for those who don't know, my my husband was also uh, married previously to a uh, another pilot, uh, female fighter pilot. I did clearly. know that. Yeah, so he was married, but it didn't last very long, and so they named him Skate. And Skate is a technique when you lock onto a target and then you pull out. <laughs> So like skate 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 they've locked onto the target they're like skate 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 and that means, that means get, go away yeah. skedaddle so that is why his name is skate I didn't know that either I thought I'd heard this story but I don't think I did and then you pull out and so apparently when you lock onto a target and you go for it it's called bonsai and so I was like they need to rename you bonsai <laughs> Because now you're bonsai. <laughs> so everything that they do, they have this whole other language. If you listen to fighter pilot, like in the radio stuff, it's all like the BO and the SOC and the BC and the words and things. You don't, I, I, I would just say, if you sit with two fighter pilots talking, you will understand nothing. It's a whole nother <laughs> language. And you always, and they talk with their hands, like, and then my plane did this, and then I went down like this, and then like the arms are moving around like crazy. Are they you know, all like, as, so let's go back to the bar scenes. Are they all as obnoxious as they were in there? What answer should I get? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know the answer. <laughs> The thing is, like, and they showed it in the movie. In every one of the squadrons, there's a bar. In every, like, so at Luke Air Force Base, there's, like, probably five or six squadrons. It's the largest actual Air Force, like, location of an Air Force in the United States, in the world, is Luke Air Force Base. So there's, like, six squadrons. And in every squadron, they have their own bar. And so, like, on Friday nights, they'll be, like, the 310th is having, you know, a thing. So everybody goes down and drinks all the 310th booze. And then, like, the next would be the 69th Fighter Squadron, which was Chad Squadron. Like, everybody goes there. Or they all have their own thing, and they have namings, and they have all the thing, all the things. And so I was actually named... I was given a call sign because I was a cool wife that didn't have any kids. And so I got to go on some trips with them. And uh, apparently they decided to do a name. Everybody already had a name and these guys wanted to have a reason to drink. Uh, So it was around a campfire and they did a a proper naming, which I'm not going to go into. uh, But it requires a lot of drinking straight from a bottle. Jeremiah (laughs) weed. It's this look it up. Jeremiah weed. It's awful. 
And so you drink the, and, and like, if you go to pass that you don't want it and you pass it, they'll go, no pass. And then you have to drink it. Like it's, it's, it's so yes, that's the answer thing. to my question. <laughs> yeah. 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 So my, my name is, um, <clears throat> well, I started out my first, I was renamed. I was named twice. My first name was Shem. That's the one I remember. Yeah. Which stands for super high emotional maintenance. That's the one I remember. <laughs> and then I was renamed at another event and uh, my name is Hot Pants. <laughs> I think it has to do with the breaches. Yeah, I think it does. <laughs> and and to be fair, that is literally what my husband calls me. Hey, Hot Pants, <laughs> you coming up here? You going to do that? Yeah, so that is, uh, that is my name. I like Shem better because it was more indicative like my personal self. I assume that but, uh, uh, the I'm airline wrong. pilots don't have nicknames like the fighter pilots do. Ah, uh, no, there's no. no, there's no bro code in no. airline pilots. It's like, hey, what's your name? How you doing? Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, I gotta bye. fly with you for six hours and then yeah, leave. yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. All right, uh, we're going to talk about your horses and training here in a second. But first, I wanted to mention that the World Equestrian Center is uh, doing lots of cool stuff this week. They have the Regional Thirteen Sport Horse Championships. They also start this week the 2022 Ocala Summer Series for Hunters and Jumpers, and that's uh, a new thing for 3.5 million dollars in total prize money. It starts on June 15th and runs for 10 weeks over the summertime here. So, and they'll be doing the uh, Saturday night Grand Prix, so you can go out and watch. Uh, they also came out with their new magazine. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, the cover art is Show Jumping Olympian Will Simpson. And the article in there is all about Will and his farms and things like that. So that, that was kind of fun. They also announced this week that they've opened their 41,000-square-foot veterinary hospital on the property. Yeah. It, oh, that's so crazy. It's run by the University of Florida College of Veterinary Medicine, which is kind of cool, right? Um, so it's run by the University of Florida, and it is a large animal and small animal because, remember, they do a lot of dog shows there, too. So there's so nine. So is it a surgical facility, too, or I is it just... I don't know about that, um, but I know that they, they can handle, you know, accidents and things like that there. It is a huge facility. It's right beside wow. the big outdoor arena that seats 8,000, and this is a state-of-the-art facility, as you can imagine. So, yeah, they did that in conjunction with the University of Florida, so that's kind of cool. <laughs> that's That opens, too. So if you're ever in Ocala or driving past on Route 75, hop off. It's 10 minutes off the highway. It's a destination. Go see the World Equestrian Center. You can find them at World Equestrian com. Now let's, uh, we have about 10 minutes. You want to talk about your horses and training? Oh, sure. I'll just give you guys an update on, uh, cause I have a couple race horses here and, but I've got, um, this mare that came in training that squeals and, you know, kicks a thing. And I don't really understand all of it. Okay. But the vet came out and he's the repro guy. Um, sheets. <laughs> maybe she just needs some new scratchy comforter uh so he he, I, he came out and he did a reproductive exam and he was like well there's no what they look for is tumors and mm. so there's no he's like there's no tumors everything is where it's supposed to be however there is a cl and a follicle on the same ovary and I was like, okay. I was like, is that normal? He was like, corpus luteum. 
Look it up. I know nothing. All I know is there's a CL and a follicle on the same ovary. And I said, okay, is that normal? And he was like, no. And he gives me this long (laughs) nine minute explanation of what actually is going on. And I said, bottom line, give me, I got to tell all the people what's going on. And he was like, I would just say she's hormonally challenged. (laughs) And I was like, done. So Mare is hormonally challenged and they have now sent off a ton of blood work to determine what it is and what to do and what are the next step. And he's consulting with a couple of repro guys because like you can get, he's like, I could give her progesterone and then that CL would go away, but then she'd come into heat in five days again. And then this, can, you know, and then we could do this and then this could happen. And then we could do this. And he was like, and then we could do regimate, but you don't want to deal with regimate. I was like, no, I don't. Um, so it is a, uh, yeah, so so it's a work in progress. In the meantime, I've started riding her again, and she's actually like, once you put her to work, she kind of forgets about everything. But you got to just keep her doing stuff. So it will be interesting to see. Um, this is a mare that was sold to some people, and basically, she was taken off the racetrack immediately, sent to a eventing slash jumper something trainer and they started running around cross country taking her through water doing all this stuff but then she she's got a, a, a kid they bought her online said and seen never tried her out just bought her a chestnut four-year-old thoroughbred mare for a kid who's been riding for two years and it turns out that's not a good idea so she came to me and i'm like okay i've seen all these videos and and here's the thing people let me give you a hot t- this is my hot take Are you ready for this? If somebody sends you videos of a horse that is for sale and it looks like this one, which is you see the horse trotting to the right and then cut the horse is trotting to the left, cut the horse is cantering on the right lead, cut the horse is cantering on the left lead, cut the horse jumps a jump, cut the horse One stride in front of the jump, jumps the jump, cut. That's a problem. And let me tell you why. Nobody has shown any transitions at all. Nobody has shown any of the approach or away after the jump. So either the horse is bolting to the jump, maybe, or it could be going calmly, but you know, bolts before, bolts after. You don't know because you haven't seen that part. This mare guess what she does? She bucks into the canner. Once you're in the canner, she'll canner. And this video, they never showed one transition. And so these people, you know, it's like, if you're, if you're looking for a horse, hire somebody to help you. It's like buying a car. I wouldn't just go buy a car and not do any research on it. So keep in mind, you get a consult with somebody, but if somebody sent me those videos, I would absolutely have said no, no. And because they haven't showed me everything. Now I could ask them to send me a video of the transitions, but then they might do 6,000 of them and send me the one good one. They, they, they're leaving those pieces out of the sale video is a clue to me that they don't want to show that. So these people, they were like, we're going to pass. And then the seller calls them back 
and says, well, you know, we've got her sold as a lesson horse, but I really think she could do so much more with you guys. And we really think you're the special one. And so really, you know, you'd be saving her from a life of just going to be a lesson horse. And they're like, they guilted her into it. And by the way, a life as a lesson horse. Isn't bad. Pretty darn good. (laughs) So and, and then they bought her and and so now she's here and th- what I realized when I got on her you know today and yesterday and the day before is that she actually doesn't know anything appropriate for a horse that's been running around jumping cross country just because you can do it doesn't mean a a boy who's been riding for two years can it was very irresponsible of them to sell it to these people and guilt them into it and all the things so. She doesn't know how to, she doesn't know what the bit means. So you put the bit in and you're riding her and she just puts her head straight down on the ground, which is something that horses that are wearing bits for the first couple times do, you know, they just really green. She doesn't turn. She doesn't stop. She doesn't back up. She doesn't know what legs mean. Like, I mean, I, it's like I, I put them on a fence and use my lower leg behind me to teach them to move their hips over. And she's like, mm, well, I, nothing's happening. Duh, I don't know. And it's interesting, too, because it's a mare, which I asked Monty Roberts one time, what's the difference in training a mare and a gelding? And he was like, with a mare, you have to know when to quit. (laughs) I was like, that's a very sage advice. That's also going to relate to the post show today. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god well forget me let's let's move on let's hear uh from baxter black this is you and tara interviewing baxter black and uh then we will uh you know hear from him and 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 and, and cherish the fact that this was done this is the coolest part of this job is that we have these these legends and these icons and we've got them in the can you know and we've got them forever and so enjoy this Oh, you got him. Yes, I think we do. Okay. So we, for the first time, you know, we've had 7,000 guests on the show, and I don't know if he's been ignoring him, us, or we just haven't asked. But uh, we finally, and this has been requested by many of our auditors, specifically Lindsay Rausch, who has been asking us forever, and I think we just finally uh, got it done. So we have Baxter Black on. He's a cowboy poet, former large animal veterinarian, and most of all, an entertainer. We love entertainers on the show. With over 1 million books and audio sold a weekly column a weekly radio program a weekly television program he is a true entertainer great god stop it Uh, you know (laughs) i didn't get to the one i love the most is johnny carson how many times were you on carson uh six wow that's good (laughs) johnny never invites anybody back unless he liked them and so you uh, you were on the list yes well he was kind to me bless his heart dad did he invite you to the couch you were on the couch. Uh, I never left the couch. Oh, good. <laughs> I, you know, I just went over and sat on that chair beside him, and and um, you know, the mo- I guess most of the performers got out on the stage, but uh, I just came through the curtain and shook his hand and sat down. How nervous were you the first time for that? Yes, I was. I bet. <laughs> well, I like I, I was. Uh, the first time I was there, I was scared to death, and so I'm I'm going to do this poem, and I'm walking around in the back before the show starts, and I'm saying this poem over and over and over to myself, and a lady stops me, and she said, are you all right? And I said, uh, well, I'm just worried I'm just going to 
mess up my poem. She said, well, duh, we can get a teleprompter, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So did you use one? And I said, I don't need no stinking teleprompter. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, that was the attitude. I think that there's several good cowboy poets on there and ladies, and I don't think any of them uh, used any um, reading or teleprompter. It's in your brain. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when there's a little, but when you're risking a little something, you just do better. That's true. I or 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 it goes totally the other way. I've had that happen on stage too, where you just are blank. I mean, oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it is almost true though. It's like anything else, right? I mean, you've done so much stuff. It's like anything else. When you walk out there and finally start, then you're then you're going. Then it's fine. It's just that that first step out there. Well, well I you know one of. Uh... The things I did, I maybe not consciously, but when I went out there, I did not have something prepared to say until I get into my routine. And so I just walk out there, and I would talk to him like I'd see him on the street, and maybe three minutes or two minutes, or and uh, then we'd I'd slide into my program. So I didn't ever walk out on the stage knowing the first sentence I was going to say. So how's that? You've you've done so many things between the books and the the columns and the radio program and the television and all of that. What 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 is the thing that you look back on and go, "Wow, that is something that that I truly loved doing." I mean, you probably loved doing all of it, but is there something that stands out that was your highlight? I mean, we all have that highlight as entertainers of the thing that was just the perfect thing. When you walk out there, and they clap. <laughs> <laughs> and then I found They're when you leave and they clap, that's also a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Well, <laughs> what was that deal? If they stand up and and uh, clap and go, and come to you, or what was that? If you get up, they, it's better to have them get up and leave than to have to get up and t- attack you. So. <laughs> That's yeah. true. That's true. Well, I, th- I uh, uh, have a, uh, can't call it a ranch, except it's 20 sections. You tell me what your section is? <laughs> How big is a section? It's a mile by mile. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, you, yes, you did it. Is that you, Tara? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did you do good Good in math? No, yes, actually. Well, I should have done better, but... <laughs> well, couldn't we all? Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's one of those grazing leases where you... Um, I guess you're actually paying for the grass. And I have a partner, and I've... Uh, for many years... And I'm not on the road anymore in that sense. As a, but I've got all this media stuff going on that you were reading. So that, uh, and I got my cows, and and with cows, there's always horses. Mm. <laughs> what kind of yeah. cows? What kind of cows do you raise? Uh, well, the breeding is called uh, NTS. None the same. <laughs> <laughs> We're not too big. Let, let me. Uh, that's let me that's a registered a breed, of, I think. Yeah, that is. It's uh, highly regarded. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and I'm down on the Mexican border about uh, 60 miles north. And uh, I had a... Let me find it. Ah, yes. I have uh, a lady from um, CSI Blankets. You're familiar with them? Yes, I am. Yep. Okay. Down there in Missouri. And they're using a little something that uh, sometimes people pick out something of mine and want to use it. And so they're they're going to have some sort of a a program where... uh, and it's called it was called a, a horse matters, and this isn't funny, but I'll just give you a taste. And and so say she wanted to use this as one of their uh, bills. Okay, a horse matters. There is just some country where horseback is the only way to get the job done. Places where the four wheelers is a four poor second not to mention a noisy track leaving unnatural conveyance. And besides, it's hard to throw a rope from a four-wheel. Helicopters can spot and scare, but if you what you need, you're helpless if, hey, if you're out there trying to doctor a calf. Knowing you're on the perfect tool for the job, you look at a horse different when he's on the payroll. And I like being a person... Uh, to whom a horse matters, puts me in such good company. Robert E. Lee, Teddy Roosevelt, Rudyard Kipling, Ray Hunt, Queen Elizabeth, Jerry Diaz, Casey Tibbs, ah, so many. Granted, being a horse person doesn't make me easier to get along with or better at spelling or richer. It simply gives me a direct connection one of the most ancient, mutually beneficial interspecies relationships on the planet. Winston Churchill said, "There is something about a man. Uh, there is something about the outside of a horse that is good for the inside of a man." I like being there when a horse matters. When you can't do the job alone, a cow and a bog, a race against time, a boulder to move, a dude. Detour to take, a mountain to cross, a crevice to leap, a war to win, a sweetheart to impress, and when you've gone too far to walk back. <laughs> Shakespeare's King Richard III said, when fate hung in the balance, a horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. I've come to believe you either are a horse person or you aren't. Many who are never know it because they never have a chance. It's a primitive acceptance, often mutual, a lack of fear. You see it in some children when they are first introduced to the horse. It always gives me a sense of wonder to be there and help them make their first acquaintance. I believe that horse can sense the child's innate trust. It is the beginning of a natural bond. And I count myself very lucky that I get to be a part of what a wonderful world of horse sweat, soft noses, close calls, and twilight on the trail. I like living a life where a horse matters. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, all of our listeners are horse people and could relate to everything you just said. Yeah, that's right. Well, I 
I didn't make it up, but I've been with horses for so long. Uh, you guys been bucked off? Have I've you been. Have... Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's been bucked off. <laughs> yeah. You, um, I think it's Remington has the painting, uh, A Bronc to Breakfast. I had one of those. <laughs> yeah. Today? Yeah. I, I right. No, not today, but uh, <laughs> two or three years ago, and just laid me out flat. You know, when the horse is bucking, and Francisco said, I went pretty far, he said, uh, you, you looked like a rodeo. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I rode the part where he was bucking, and then when he really said his, uh, well, whatever he did, spring, um, I, I was holding on to the rain, and I thought if I had the rain, I was going to have a, have a, some attachment. But do you know what a slingshot like um, David killed Goliath with? Yeah, he used to play with those as a kid. Yep. Yes, <laughs> circumferential. <laughs> You're out on the end of this thing. I held on to the reins when I should have probably let them go. And uh, just like that swing in that slingshot, I was out, out on the end where the rock is. <laughs> so I just Ooh. arced over the top of it and landed flat on my back. Was this I recent? But <laughs> no. Well, it was like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah, that still and hurts. I was a horse I'd, I'd <laughs> bidden for 10 years. or uh, one year, I'd had the horse. He was a 10-year-old horse. And, he, and uh, I did a job uh, for uh, all those big Chris Cox and Martin Black and all those guys. And and I said, no, I'll donate to the cause. And, and, oh, let us give you something. Well, I said, get me a horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are horse people. So it took, <laughs> a, took, them a, took them a little time to figure out, oh, he really meant it. Um, and that horse I had uh, for a whole year rode him. It was just so good, and boy, he did whack me on the ground. Was this? Did you get that horse from the Horseman's Reunion? Is that the event? I got the yes. Well, uh, yeah. it, it wasn't yeah. an event. They did. That's how they paid me. I said, I, yeah. And you know, I do ranch work. That's where our horses go. Mm-hmm. What well, we've I was... got uh, Bronco is one. Um, Bravo is another one. Jose is another one. They're all Spanish. Or oh, wait a minute, that uh, we have a good one, a Palomino, and he's a good horse that Francisco made, and he's named uh, Copper or Copper. <laughs> so I well, I heard you do uh, one of your poems at the Horseman's Reunion there about team ropers, and. Uh, did you used to team rope, or have you just watched enough to be able to to tell the story? Uh, no, I have. Uh, it's one of those things that that life has given me the opportunity to be a part of a lot of things, and seldom good at any. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I team rope, but I never was, um, you know, professional. So and, were you? Uh, were you a header or well, a healer? I, well, I'm left-handed. Oh. So you're condemned. Yes. Uh, 
my dad didn't rope. <laughs> my dad played music, and um, I came in. He came in one night about I was about thirteen. Come home from work, and I had taken one of his guitars and turned the strings upside down so I could play it left-handed. <laughs> and, and he said, uh, uh, "Put that back the way it came." And I said, "Why?" He said, "So you can learn to play it right-handed." I said, well, why do I need to do that? He said, you can always borrow someone else's instrument. Yes, that's true. Mm, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and it, and being a left-handed healer is the same because you can't, all the horses are trained to go the wrong way for me. Yeah. I'm thrown from the wrong side. <laughs> so, um, yes, they, there's. Baxter, I got so I've been a part of a lot of things. You have, you have, have you have, found out about Liz Huey yet? No. Doesn't ring a bell. Well, she will ring a bell. Oh, for uh, the, the Huey, the ropes. Huey? No. This oh, okay. is, I changed I the subject. Read the uh, reviews in the latest Western Horseman. And it's uh, she's got three little books now. It's hard to believe a story about Barney. And it's a it's an oddest thing. She's a mule packer, young lady, and goes on all that stuff, and, and and it's really good little book for kids, and big books too. So I'm putting in a plug for Liz. Cool. Well, I got to ask you, and I know we're we're limited on time, but you've been you've seen media change. You know, you've been in entertainment for so long, and you've seen media change through the years. And now you're talking on a podcast, talk about changing media, right? Um, so a live podcast, which is even different, more different. But what are you concerned that uh, cowboy poets are going away? That that things are changing. What what are you concerned about in the world you've grown up through? Well, um, I, I guess I'll put it this way. Uh, I, I came out of an age that if you were smart and could do things um, with numbers, you were, fell right into those computers and you just, they, they, it's your life. But someone like me who has an out, outside job and uh, have very little interest in knowing how a computer runs, and so I, it took me a long time. Right now, I'm to the stage where I got a cell phone three years ago, so that'll give you a clue. <laughs> um, you're you're I, modern I, now. All, all <laughs> <laughs> no, and I, you know, I can find uh, what is it? Go, goober, Google, go, Goober, yeah. whatever Google. it is. Yeah. I can find things on that. But what <laughs> happens is, and this is the truth. And it answers your question. Uh, there would be thousands and thousands of people who know how to work a computer. But somebody has to think up stuff to put on it. <laughs> that's that's me and that's you. Yeah. You, you've figured out something. This, this should work. And you didn't worry about um, not knowing how to work the computer. And, and I'm to the point now where I'm in a... I've had some really good luck because I was in places in my life when the times were good. And books, right off the bat, when I first got in, in entertaining, I was a vet for 13 years. And uh, I, the first thing I published outside of my speaking, I 
books. And I started doing that, and and uh, I've sold uh, well, a million books and 250 of the videos and all that. We keep track of all this stuff. But it was the right at a time where people were reading, and Barnes and Noble was good. And and nowadays uh, that doesn't even matter unless you want to get coffee. And then the next thing that, that I said, well, if I can do the make a, a column, well, that that was the very th- first thing that started. I wrote start write start started writing a column, and then you can do a lot of things with it. And then if I said if if I can do this with a column, I can take this column and put it on the radio. So I did, and that time came, and I got on. I was on twenty. NPR for 20 years, and so I could do that, and uh, and then the next step, and that was radio, and I have a radio program on my own, and then uh, you just go a little further, and television is there waiting out there for you, and so I started uh, making that even before the uh, RFD, but I didn't have a market for it, and then they, they jumped right out of the side of a cliff and say, hey, we got a TV show. And all these things came along at the right time in my life. And uh, so here I am left with all this, what I call media. <laughs> yeah, you, you have a lot I of it, do too. Com- c- commercials, and and I, I do it with good people. That's your key. Thank you, Baxter. <laughs> we appreciate it. Baxterblack.com right. is where you can find his website. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Well, attention horse owners, are you looking to help your horse recover with ease after a strenuous workout? Would you like to nourish your horse and their digestive system? If so, try the new Purina Replenimash product. It's much, much more than a mash. Replenimash promotes hydration, replenishes electrolytes, and supports gastric comfort. Put Purina's research to the test. Step, Stop into your local Purina retailer and grab a bag of Purina Replenimash product. One of the things we didn't mention earlier in the show when we were talking about uh, the Belmont over the weekend is that the winner, uh, the winning horse is owned by the same owners that owns what one or two of Elisa Wallace's horses, the eventer Elisa Wallace has been on our show a hundred times. Yeah, pretty cool. Mo Donegal was owned in a partnership, and I'm pulling up their names right now because uh, Vicky and it's the Suckups. Suckups. Suck up. Steve and Vicky, uh, <laughs> S-U-K-U-P. I don't want to say suck up and be <laughs> wrong, but even the jock had the, their last name on his pants. Did you see that? that no, was I didn't cool. see that. Yeah, that's cool. So also, um, also owning Mo Donegal and Nest, who, the filly who came in second, is Mike Rapoli from Vitamin Water. He's the guy who invented Vitamin Water, and he's a big supporter of racing and uh, has a lot of horses in training, but also he's from New York. And so it's really super cool when he, and they took, can you imagine getting first and second in the Belmont stakes? Like you see your colors finishing first and second. I don't care how rich you are. You can't buy that. You got to work for it. So it's pretty awesome. Did uh, we didn't see any of the post-show, did you? Or the pre-show, I mean, the any of the hours long pre-show. Uh, I was in a restaurant at a bar having some cocktails, and it was on mute, so I did I just, see some. I didn't know if but, they mentioned Bob Baffert a hundred times how he wasn't there, you know, or I, or I don't know. He's been forgotten about by now. So. Hopefully, 
the latter. <laughs> All right, let's do this. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. That's right. These are your equestrian first world problems. They're the problems that we have that only we understand. And they're real. Let's be honest. We all have them. And I, I go on on Sundays or Mondays and put up a post on the auditor Facebook page and asking for you to submit them. And uh, these people did. So if you want to be a part of this segment, Glenn, how can they become an auditor? Just go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner on the right side of the page, and for as little as $3 a month, you too can become an auditor and submit your question, first world problems, because they're important. And there's a lot more benefits to it, too, not just this, but this one's pretty much up there. Uh, Tiana said, I just came home today from our show, bringing home reserve champion in my division and 10th place in my first ever Hunter Derby. But now I have like a huge horse show hangover. <laughs> and it was hot this weekend. I don't care where you are, except yeah, for the Northwest. Uh, apparently it was hot. But, well, here's the Northwest for you. Debbie says the weather is so cold, wet, and nasty in Oregon that I just the put blankets. <laughs> yeah, the only place. Well, I just put blankets back on my horse in June because they have no winter coats. I would like a little cold snap. I wouldn't mind that whatsoever. Everybody in the middle of the country is dying. I, I saw record heat is going to happen like in Phoenix today in Texas up through Oklahoma. I mean, it's crazy right now. How It's just, you know, it, it, this too shall Summer. pass. <laughs> Summer. Alyssa says, I was really excited to see a new body worker this week after my might be osteoarthritis x-rays last week, but now I can't see my new doctor. Because I have COVID. <laughs> Join the club. <gasps> Alyssa gave it to you, Glenn. <laughs> no, that's it's it. It's her fault. fault. <laughs> I love this one. Allison says, my dishwasher repairman showed up early and I just fed alfalfa and I didn't have time for a clean bra and alfalfa is itchy. <laughs> it just always goes right between the two girls. Something about the wind or like the vacuum effect of cleavage sucks hay. Down in the middle of the the girls. Uh, Mary says, my Mustang is more in love with a new mare than me. Yeah, my Mustang's <laughs> like that too. Jennifer says, I am flying out to California on Thursday for the movement. And I'm so excited. But I'm going to be leaving my baby horse for five days. And I'm sure I'm going to cry. Listen, I'm leaving my baby horse too. Actually, I'm taking my mare and baby horse to the clinic to be looked after where hopefully pink will be re rebred. We shall see. Uh, Laura says, I'm finally going trail riding with a few people and we are having the hardest time to send, deciding on where to go because there's so many choices. <laughs> I wonder where she lives. Laura posted a picture. I'm sure the picture's from Pinterest. I'm not sure, but it's a barn that is painted completely white and then a barn aisle underneath it that is stained brown and uh, she said, I can't decide what color to stain my stalls. Let me help you. Don't go white. No, no because don't do even the though my wood paneling are dirty no. and, and the cobwebs will show, oh my gosh, you'll be cleaning things forever. Don't do white. Please don't do white. That's why everybody it looks does beautiful. the crappy brown color. Exactly. And in this picture, it is gorgeous. And you don't see a horse in the barn. <laughs> When Jennifer worked at Myopia, they had to they had to wipe the walls down. What would you wipe the walls down with every, every week with? 
pledge. They had to pledge the walls of the entire oh. barn every week. When Jen comes out here, would she like a part-time <laughs> job? Jamie said you can do it at her place when we come out. <laughs> she bring her case of pledge, she said. <laughs> <laughs> Allison said, "I <laughs> this is fantastic. Allison said, I ended my ride early because I had to shave my armpits because we were going to the water park. <laughs> but then it was so cold. I had to wear a shirt and it was like a total waste of time. <laughs> So fantastic. Allison, I encourage you to go listen to the Dina Carter song called Did I Shave My Legs for This? Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, Nicole says, I haven't walked correctly for a month and a half due to my back and hip problems, but my horse is getting a chiropractic adjustment this week since she had a slightly sore back one day. <sighs> That's true. Holly said, I got a new horse. Yay! But Oregon decided it's not letting spring go and a legit poured all weekend another listener in Oregon. Also, my new horse came with a goat who is terrifying all of the other horses. (laughs) (laughs) It's a picture of a horse and a goat. Goats either become friends or enemies. It's one of the two. They're frenemies. Uh, Carrie said, I was all set to go work on training my young horse to be good for hot shoeing, but he was perfect the first time. Shut up. Uh, (laughs) Kathleen said, I got to drive yesterday. I rented a car to get to the event, so I didn't have to worry about my older truck. And now the check engine light came on in the rental. (laughs) (laughs) You never worry about those. You drive them anyway. It's just keep going. It's not your problem. Yeah. Not your problem. Um, Patricia said, I love my new horse so much. And we do so many fun things that I don't know what to work on. Do we do like lunging or groundwork or riding or clicker training or ground driving? Ugh. Yeah. It is. Some of the horses can be really fun. And other ones you're like, we are doing this today because there is nothing else. We can't do. We, we got to get past this hurdle before we take on others. Uh, Chantel said, every time this week, my horses drop and roll in the mud as soon as they see me coming to the gate to bring them in. Every single time. <laughs> uh, I, have a, I have a red pond. I feel your pain. Uh, how many more do we have time for? Uh, let's do two more. Okay. Let's see here. Oh, let's go with Melanie. I had an awesome show at Upperville this weekend, but it kept me very, very busy. So I haven't had time yet to pack for the movement. And now I have to go to work. So I still don't have time to pack. (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer's been packing all weekend. Has she? Oh, bless her. So I need, I I actually went and bought some new jeans and then, yeah. I was like, I'm going to get some new shirts. And then I tried on every shirt and they were hideous. <laughs> so you bought jeans uh, instead? <laughs> I, we, I wasted time. Yeah, basically. And finally, we'll finish with Helena, our Helena, who will also be at the movement. I just wanted one nice horse to ride and maybe compete a little, you know, in all the middle-aged mom divisions of whatever discipline would take us. But now I have three nice horses and not enough time to ride all of them. P.S. Clarabelle is the bestest. Is that what she got from you? Yeah, she came from me. (laughs) Uh, Not me, horse and hound. (laughs) So anyway, everybody, thank you for sharing your equestrian first world problems. We're very sorry you're dealing with all of these problems and issues. 
hang on to after for the post show, everybody auditors, because uh, we're going to talk about how hard it is to be us husbands, especially horse husbands. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get a little help with a little comedian's going to help us out with that. So that's in the post show. But first, our quote for the end of the show today is from Baxter Black, and you have to think about this one. This one, this one had me thinking. You'll be amazed at how capable people think you are if they don't know you well. Don't waste that advantage. Gosh, I think it's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. People think I'm an idiot. <laughs> My first impression must be that of a moron. <laughs> Spain, neuter, geld. <laughs> <laughs>